This is a Rooster Teeth production. Deep in the lush greenery of the Colorado woods stands one of the most haunted homes in the state. When a family moved into the home in 1991, their dream home quickly became their worst nightmare. Today, we dive further into our theme with week three of Unsettling Forest Mysteries as we take a look into the Black Forest haunting. This is Red Web. Welcome back, Task Force, to week number three of our eerie, spooky, this time haunted Forest Mysteries. I'm your host, Trevor Collins, and with me, bringing that gut instinct and all those juicy questions, Alfredo Diaz. So is this a house like in the middle of the forest? This is a house in the middle of the Black Forest of Colorado. Not not Germany. Don't get it twisted. There's a lot of spooky forests out there, but what, 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 what are you? Alfredo physically recoiled. He did. When you I said mean, yes. we had to bring him back to the mic. <laughs> okay. I mean, come, go ahead. Come let on. it out. Air okay. it out. It's a house mm-hmm. in the middle of the forest. Oh, yeah. Trope. That's issue number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Issue number two, it's called the Black Forest. Come on, man. <laughs> you're, set, you're literally placing yourself in a horror movie. Right. It does sound very much yeah. like the center, like, like hush. Right. And, th- and, then, and then you tell me uh-huh. that this, is, this place is going to be, uh, I don't know, creepy stuff's going to happen. Definitely. Well, well, well. This... I'm, I'm the neighbor that's like, like five miles down where uh-huh. it's nice and like yeah. suburban and I told you so. Here's a here's a <laughs> pane of glass shatter. The so. camera twists back, and he's already five miles down the road. Going, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. We've done several, many, I should say, hauntings, yeah. ghost stories. This one is wild. I'm so excited oh. that we're covering this one. I don't want you to, you know, Forest Month. The thing about Forest Month is, <laughs> I want to take something. <laughs> I want to take something as, oh, okay. it's just a couple of trees. <laughs> what could be spooky it. about that? Mm-hmm. And then really just twist your vision of it, because this is this is a really creepy paranormal situation that this family went through, and it makes it reminds me of like. Insidious or whatever. Oh, that's a good movie. Just never, like where there's a lot that. of activity I'm around a lot of things. Tonight. I just, I don't know. Like, like there's something so unsettling about just like a a, a house gone wrong in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being off on your own, just yeah. out in the middle of uh, nowhere, really. Yeah, like if it was someone that was a murderer or something like that. It's unfortunate. It's it's more real. It's more visceral. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like if someone came to my house, I would at least, well, I'd be terrified, but I at least would have ways to try and approach it. If there's some creepy ghost or, you know, spiritual thing going on, what the hell do you do? How do you fight that? What? Like, I don't know, oh, yeah. I don't know where to begin. And it isn't just house. one either. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So let's dive in. Let's talk about this area first and foremost. This is the Black Forest. It's an unincorporated area in the northeast of Colorado Springs. When an area is unincorporated, it essentially means that it's not run by a local municipal corporation or anything like that. It's not a town. It's not a city. It's just place. It's just land. As of 2020, the population of this area was 13,103. Black Forest got its name because of the abundant presence of ponderosa pine trees, and the community was settled back in the mid-1800s 
Thanks to its luscious environment, it then provided countless jobs, which is what kept this area a-going. Lumberjacks out the wazoo, billions of feet of lumber coming from this area. So that's the kind of quick and easy history of why this area is populated, but yet why it's still unincorporated. So let's talk about Steve and Beth Lee, the homeowners at the center of this very eerie situation. So in 1991, Steve and Beth Lee bought a log cabin house in Black Forest deep in the woods. I mean, we're talking isolated. This house was on a five acre plot of land, so it was peaceful, quiet, and uh, they moved there with their two sons. Not long after moving into their dream home, they began to encounter a lot of odd occurrences, many of which felt akin to paranormal activity. So immediately I'm, I'm coloring in the lines that you were drawing, which is, we're in the middle of nowhere. You're far from a lot of stuff. You're on private land. Not a lot of people to, to reach out and help. I mean, like... Quickly, anyway. You could be terrified in a number of ways. When it comes to, like, opening and closing up doors, creaking, maybe hearing footsteps, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing that, that that's different from a lot of the different, like, haunts or whatever that we've done. You look outside your window. It's darkness. Right. It's trees for miles and miles and no miles. No city lights, no street lights. There isn't even just you. There isn't even the comfort of like, I'm gonna run next door and knock on my neighbor's door. Mm -hmm. You don't have that comfort. No. Ah, such a bad situation. I mean, that's trope number one of the horror film genre. God, right? It's so like bad. when you are in a house that's far removed, you know things are about to pop off. Yeah. So when it came to these occurrences and this paranormal activity, what I mean is like they started hearing things and not your normal. I mean, yes, they did hear footsteps, but they heard beyond that. They were hearing the clattering of chains. In fact, they were hearing orchestra music. They started smelling things. There was a chemical like odor around their house that when smelled often burned their eyes and throats as they breathed it. They weren't able to find the source of this chemical smell, but it was very prevalent and it happened quite often. I'm hoping they like had someone a third party yes. come out right. and test burning their eyes and throat right. for science. Well, I'll go ahead and jump to the chase. Many people come out to investigate this property oh. and many of them find similar instances without being aware of one another's kind of ah. results. <laughs> I'm telling you, this man, I'm so in love with this particular just, story because it's wild. I hope to God in the theory, a scientist was like, well, these two chemicals will when a wombat rubs a grass. <laughs> <laughs> when a wombat during the month of September right. finds a I'm hoping blade of grass. <laughs> I'm just hoping it's some, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully there's a wombat for you here, bud. So in addition to all that, they also saw numerous streaking and flashing lights appearing in the depths of the trees. I, right? Well, see, now, now, like... This man just deflated in front of me. <laughs> well, because, because you're painting this picture where yes. I'm like, okay, and uh -huh. in my head, I'm like, safety outside of the house, and you just took that away yep. from me. Yeah, you're not safe in, you are not safe cause, out. Because it's happening around the vicinity. Oh, yeah, this so is now, some real so evil now dead my stuff. Head, it's a land-based thing, yeah. and good luck trying to find out where the... the the haunt, the, the line is drawn between right. the haunt and the non-haunt. Right. Okay. Yeah, the haunt, the, the line for me is three states over. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I was like, get out the house. Yeah. Nope, never mind. I'm still in the trees. Okay. So this, this to me, just to continue dropping like references, this is real like Roanoke stuff from uh, oh, yeah. American Horror American Story. Horror Story. Yeah. Season. So anyway, seeing these lights out in the woods, 
Also, the lights in the house, the appliances such as the TV, were going on and off on their own around the home. So now we're having some power issues. Some of these things can be explained by the normal, right? Fluctuating power, what have you. But yeah, all these combined... Way out. Yeah, all of these combined makes a really interesting, if not unsettling, set of events. But in a book called Haunted Places, the National Directory, there's a quote from Beth Lee describing these paranormal light shows, as she refers to them, that were present in the home. She says this, quote, One day we came home and it was like 4th of July in our living room and bedroom. We had all kinds of lights flashing through and it sounded like people stomping across the roof. We lay in bed at night and hear chains rattling. One night we woke up and heard orchestra music. Strange things started happening every day. Nothing about the sights and sounds the Lees were experiencing were comfortable, as you can imagine. So they figured buying an advanced security system might make them feel a little bit more at ease because maybe they can figure out what's going on, capture some of this. Yep. So they get that in place and the alarm system was set off multiple times with no identifiable activity or point of origin, no reason for it to go off. So you can say maybe it was part of the electrical mishaps. Now the sheriff's department speculated that the strange activity may have been coming from intruders simply trying to scare these new homeowners and get them out of town or <laughs> out of unincorporated territory. But you tell me, okay, because the family counted over the course of four years in this home, they had a total of 62 unexplained break-ins during those four years. That's more than one a month. That's crazy. That average is one to two times a month for four years If straight. that's people trying to scare them out of the house, that's commitment. Get a hobby outside of this. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Um, I, Come on, man. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, what the hell's wrong with this family? You got kids and you're just like, I don't know, duking it out for four years? I love that that's the detail. I was waiting for it. That's the detail he latches onto, which is... You're putting up with this for four years? Four years, years man. That's a very good point. Four years? Are you kidding me? If it doesn't get worse, do you just kind of deal with it? I. If it's not hurting anybody, do you just kind of go, huh? I mean, like, at what point? Okay. At what, what point, time frame wise, you hear, you're hearing chains down the hall. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel comfortable enough to just, while that's happening, go out and get some water? <laughs> I, man, I really gotta pee, but the chains are heavy tonight. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> they're slanging was, and banging on that roof. There, there is no point where I'm like, ah, yeah. I'll just roll with it. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, even last night I went down to get some water and I'm like, you still kind of bolted up a little bit. I'm still kind of like, maybe I don't want water tonight. You know? <laughs> maybe I'll get the tap. <laughs> and that's just a regular old place. Yeah. yeah with the I lights mean, off. That's it. That's so many occurrences. Yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, good on them for like buying security stuff. And Absolutely, camera. I would have bought every single camera. I would have bought the. And we got uh, some tangible evidence the for NAS, you coming. Whatever Alexa thing, I would have bought a pet cube or something like that. Like just, I would have rigged everything. Right, right. Bunch of bells on strings for me. Yeah. Oh. God. <laughs> you can't. You can't mess with the electricity of my bells. <laughs> also, you hear a bling, 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 bling. and you're like, great, they're here. Here come the lights. Um, a little weird. <laughs> A little weird and like comical though. And I don't know. I, I will say still terrifying, but more like I feel like I might have a little chuckle of hearing the chains and like music. Yeah. 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 Instead of just like, a, I mean, they still got the footsteps. Right. Maybe creaking or like moaning or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just hearing like, I don't know, like a band. Like, 
What you hey, gonna play you, music you band for? practice up there, Fiddler on the like, Roof? What What's you, going on? What you, like, what happened here? Yeah. yeah. You know, it, that's a really interesting point. So the chains are one thing. That's real old school ghost action. But orchestra music, I would right. be very curious if they could identify what that was and if there's any significance to that. You know what I mean? This? Like if this is like box fifth symphony. Oh, uh, this was ninety one when this started. Damn, no Shazam. Yeah, no Shazam. <laughs> I mean, come on, it would have worked probably. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Can> you imagine, <laughs> dude. I mean, look. I think that's where we're at right now, right? Hmm? We're like older, you know, like the the old guard haunters. Versus like technology and it's kind of crossing, right? Like mm. if you're gonna play music, guess what? We have technology to see well, what it might be. You might shazam it. You yeah. might catch you on camera. Yeah, use Ghost. a little, use a little bit of soundhound, capture what that music is, yeah. figure it out. You know. Yeah, more like newer age people are gonna pass away and be like, I know what, I know what this like technology is. You know, we talked about it yeah. before. Probably might mess around with like this like. The internet, more internet based. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I think be interesting. Yeah, in a, in a in a direct way. I mean, obviously, like I, you can't compare apples and oranges, but in a, in a way, like one of the things that I I think about when we do this show is we do internet mysteries, but we also investigate via the internet. I yeah. almost think that the internet is an extension of investigatory tools. We had fingerprints for a long, long time. Then there's the advent of DNA and having DNA registers or whatever they're called, where you can analyze people's DNA at the crime scene and whatnot and, and make some connections. Now I think the internet is just the next tool yeah. um, where it connects a lot of dots and it allows us to more easily pull that web together and at least draw conclusions True. or debunk stuff. And instead of like writings on the wall, it'd be writings on your laptop. Mm-hmm. A little scrying action. So this went down for four years. Again, 62 unexplained break-ins. So the sheriff's department opens an investigation in 93 and they conducted... 45 follow-ups, but never found any criminal ongoings. Pretty much everything that's going down is yet to be explained. First off, I guess two years? It took them two years to take them seriously? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, when, when a family comes to you and they're telling you they got dancing lights happening around their rooms and, and their lights are flickering, you might be like, I don't even know where to start. Mm. But maybe it's just local pranks. And then once it's shown that it has staying power... They might go, I, I guess, like, let's get in there. I, yeah. I, you know, these family, this family keeps coming back. True. At this point, that is, that's some criminal pranking. The The first half is like, wow, it took a couple years to take them seriously. Second half of it is like, good on you. You came back 45 times. Right. Like, okay, you kind you of might have said no for a while, but right. now you're in. But now you're like committed. So I'm kind of interested to see, like, aside from like smells, if like they were committed because the family just kept showing up and it yeah. became like routine or if they saw something. or if they saw stuff yeah that Ooh. i think that adds some weight to at least something happening yeah. yep so of course with all of this said beth believed very strongly that these strange occurrences around their house were of paranormal nature steve on the other hand insisted that the house was not ridden with paranormal activity and that it must have been people trying to scare them out of their home kind of going back to the original idea Steve then hired private investigators who set up yet even more cameras and motion detectors around the house. Love where this is going, by the way. Wow. Love that they're really thoroughly investigating. Can this. I ask this question? Go for it. Is the family a family of color? Uh, I tried to look and find, and we, we, we tried to, to get more info, but there's not 
really a lot available. We don't really know for sure. Essentially, we can find pictures of everybody around this investigation, yeah. but not of the family, or at least with, from a valid enough source that we can confirm that it's the family. So Interesting. Exactly. But we don't know. uncertain. 91? You think that'd be like easy? Well, do you think they might have wanted that scrubbed for privacy or just for their experience getting Oh, I'm sure, that, I'm sure they wanted that. But yeah. I feel like 91, you're, there was... You know, media and technology was advanced enough to not really be able to dodge that. The 90s were that awkward period where everything tried to go to VHS. Yeah. And so everything yeah. got bad again before it got good again. Yeah, that's true. But. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was just curious. So kind of coming back to it, right? Steve hired those private investigators. They set up motion detectors and cameras around the house to really get that coverage. Now, these cameras caught glimpses of strange orbs of light streaking across the room, validating essentially what the family was seeing. Sometimes they would form faces in the mirror. In oh. the end, Steve, yeah, right? Steve captured over 3,000 pictures and countless hours of video showing evidence of paranormal activity. And Steve, the one who was doubting this all from the beginning, Steve sent the pictures to Fate Magazine, who published them in November of 1994. We have some of those photos for you to react to here and for the task force at home we're also going to post these visuals on our youtube page and on twitter all of those have the same handle red web pod so go check those out Greta, uh, what are you seeing i mean when you told me about all of this i went how have we not either debunked this mm -hmm. or um especially like nowadays you have people like um order digital that like look at right like um Famous UFO like videos haunted videos, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, this is visual effects. You can tell by that little thing, or there's like smoothing there, or they use they rotoscope this, etc." Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was like, "How is there? How is this not either like, oh my god, there proof. are super proof, <laughs> yeah. or or not?" But it looks like two photos, and you splashed water on them, and it dried up. Uh, yeah, 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 like the little yeah. watermarks in the lens. Yeah, or something. it looks like heavy watermarks on like honestly, like seventy percent of the bottom one. Yeah. And up top, just splashes of water, too. And then there's two on the back side for you there oh, as well. Oh, dang. One of them being circled with the potential oh, face. Oh, hell you see it? <laughs> no. Oh, I didn't see it. And I saw it was circled. And I threw my face in it. Okay. Yeah, you really dove that in. Okay. I was like trying to just, like <laughs> soften the blow. And I was like, yeah, people okay. say they see a face and he saw it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just... He's folding the paper so you can't this, see it. Hold this a little bit. So yeah, that's that's streaks of light in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. and, we'll, and we'll talk more about that face in the mirror. And hopefully, you know, at least for your dude, comfort, dude, maybe debunk it dude. or maybe not. It's there's there's some room to try. Oh to, my god! Oh, it looks like multiple faces. He's getting deeper in there. He's looking closer. <laughs> it looks like two. There's two faces. Dang, two face. Batman's on the scene. <laughs> Dude, they got white eyes. They're kind of like, man, kind of like a doll's eyes. Oh my god! How do you? I'm like, honestly, this is fake or not? Is this yeah. fake or digital? This, these are terrifying faces. Right, like they're just detailed enough with the, with the white of the eyes, yeah. for it to be terrifying. A uh, hell no, man! <laughs> you get the hell out of there. I don't wonder if it's if it's real. And it's not just a hoax and you're trying to make money off of it. What? I'll say, what the f are you doing there? 
Mark it down, Christian. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, like, those what some... are you? Those are faces those in are, the mirror. Those are some wild faces. That's like Frodo into the wet marshes and those ghosts come up. It is. That's that right there. Mouths agape, kind of looking at you too. The streaks of light, I can see that from the blurry outline or the double edge outline of that mirror, mm -hmm. that it's a long shutter. So, you know, if some light were to enter, obviously, if you wanted to capture a streak, you'd have a long shutter. But there's there's a point light here and it was exposed over the course of one long shutter. So, yeah, it, it it's something. Yeah. At first, I'd be like, it's why do you there. conveniently have a camera place? But if you're seeing streaks, right, say you have it pointed towards that part of the room, you're seeing streaks. Mm -hmm. The next thought would be, or right, let's point at the mirror, see if anything pops up. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. The other, things, like that? the other things that are a little harder to see or, or easier to gloss over are in the first two, there's a lot of smoky. I don't know what that smoke's coming from. If that was just it being cold outside. And so that's like exhaust from a laundry room or something, yeah. you know, but there's orbs in there, natural mm -hmm. or otherwise there's orbs in there. Some of the smokiness on the inside, there's like a really dark shadow as compared oh, to this yeah. whiter kind of fog. But yeah. the same thing happens over here where they're to the right of the mirror where the light streak is, it seems like there's like a shadow without an origin. It's like just light enough to look like a shadow, but not be a shadow. And if you look closely, it almost, just like right here, it almost looks like hair or strands of something. Oh, it does. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah. Oh. It's like, it's one of those photos that, you know, are you looking for something? Or is it the closer, the longer you look, the more you'll see? Because it's actually, it's hard no, to say. there's definitely a, a contrast. It's it's like a white wall with maybe like a wood top. Yeah. It's um, lighter than the other shadows, and but dark enough to be there's seen. There's definitely a contrast with like streaks of uh, like black or just faint dark, like maybe like a gray or mm -hmm. faint black. Definitely there. I mean, it kind of looks like there's a head right here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's close enough to that shadow, too. Dude, but if they were sophisticated enough, I would say that if with a long shutter, you know, people use their phones now. But if you had a point light or just some sort of source of light and you whipped it around in front of the camera, it would create that light shadowing yeah. as well as creating a light streak. But I'm not seeing any light shadowing around the light streak to indicate that something was, I don't know, man. That's Anyway, dissecting the pictures. <laughs> I'll leave them there for you, Task Force, Ooh. to analyze when you're interested. However... Moving on, after his cameras captured countless, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of images, paranormal beings in the house, things of that nature, Steve was finally convinced that his house was haunted. Looking for answers, the Lees reached out to the TV show Sightings and asked if they would come to the house and take a look at everything that was going on. The Sightings crew, along with paranormal investigator and psychic Echo Bodine, visited the Lee household to investigate the paranormal reports. During their investigation, Bodine detected over 20 spirits present in the home, all led by a male presence who claimed to be the one that owned the home. So this is one of the first times outside of the realms of a movie where I'm hearing that there is one center spirit commanding yeah. essentially a horde of other spirits. Mm. Why go to a TV show? It's a good question. I think going to the show might have been because they had an expert on the show, like a psychic. Mm -hmm. And so they're after mostly that psychic. You're also seeing their public resume. But otherwise, like, who else do you go to? Like, do you Google up? I mean, before the internet, like, do you pull up a phone book and try to find a paranormal group? Like, it's either that these are the leading experts and thus they have a TV show or 
there's a TV show, so they're just just the most publicly available. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, what? I mean, when was the internet readily available? Like late ninety, no? late nineties, yeah. Late 90s. During the dot com bubble, going into the two thousands, yeah. So, so like, it will dial up late nineties. Yeah, you. Like, how do you really go to a phone book? You know what I mean? Just go. I guess this one, but like, yeah. If you have, you you're know, right to ask the professionals question. Professionals on a TV show. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the true nature of the answer, you're right to ask that question. Which I guess they say it anonymous on the TV show. Yeah, I mean, if they went on the TV show. It's, why can't we find them? I mean, yeah, I was watching footage of the show to try to see, and I can see the people that we're about to reference uh, in, in regards to the TV show, as well as footage of like the host, but I'm not seeing anything where it's definitively stating these yeah. are the leads. Oh, Maybe they just wanted to be private. I mean, well, so totally let's fine. earmark that, right? Yeah. Why ask a TV show? Are you looking for a story? We'll talk about that in the theories. But two, why scrub your identity from the internet or from records or not want to appear in TV? Because that's counter to that, right? Yeah, so is exactly. it that they want attention or is it that it's authentic and they just want answers? Oh, yeah. So juicy. We'll pin that for later. So yeah, 20 spirits in the home, all led by some sort of male presence who's claiming to own the home. And while in the Lee's house, they said they saw strange shadows, orbs, a camera was knocked off its tripod, and they heard thumping noises throughout the house, not even in just one spot. The crew also used a thermal spectrograph to test for paranormal hotspots within the home where the spirits were more saturated, right? It is said that when a ghost is haunting a place that they draw energy from the air, which saps it of its temperature. Temperature is just energy. And so it creates cold spots. And so they're using the thermal to see if there's any sort of like bad word, but hot spots or, you know, yeah, hotbeds of activity because they're how, cold. That, that's how that function. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's also why they they say that batteries get drained very quickly. In the yeah, yeah, or cold. like power flickers because they're drawing on that. So they're looking for hot spots, as in popular spots, but those spots are cold. <laughs> Bodine actually found one of the hot spots to be on the roof, just like the stories of the chains and orchestra and whatnot. But also, in the upstairs bedroom. She said it was full of spirits and should not be used as a place of resting. The strangest of all the occurrences during the filming was when Beth began to describe a feeling that someone or something cold was holding her down, making it hard for her to breathe. Simultaneously, as that was happening, a member of the camera crew named Sherry felt, quote, something go into her, and she felt her chest, her arms, and her legs became very numb. Sherry crouched down in the corner and started breaking down into tears. And in a panic, she began following Bodine's instructions to say the words, clear me, in order to, like saying that out loud in order to exercise herself of any spirits that might be inhabiting her body and hoping that they would leave. Oh, that seems like TV show stuff. It does seem like TV show stuff. <laughs> the cameraman was feeling something. Mm -hmm. well, say the words. The thing is, well, I'll just, I'll finish that little anecdote. Yeah, the sure. feeling didn't subside until she was farther away from the house. But you're right. I mean, we had a show, not you and I, but like the team that we work with here yep. at Rooster Teeth had a show temporarily there called Haunter, available for first members, roosterteeth.com, go check it out, where we would go places and actually do ghost investigations. I was lucky enough to join two of those. Very interesting stuff, but one of the ones, a very close friend of ours, Jeremy Dooley, had an experience where underneath his shirt and underneath his vest, which mm -hmm. is clipped on and everything, he had three very clear scratch marks. And so on one hand, you have something that's very 
like, what is that? This right. is crazy. But then you you don't know like if this is authentic action because then it becomes contagious. Suddenly the entire crew was wanting to leave the scenes. They were hearing voices. They felt themselves were being impacted. Yeah. So everyone wanted to flee. So it could be what's happening here because that feels yeah. very familiar. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is like Jeremy is he wouldn't lie about something like that. No. So the theory is very the, the, practical. The theory is that I mean he has a, a ton of cats. The theory is he might have just gotten right. scratched and or just and then it, he didn't feel the sting until he, maybe until he sweat. sweat it. Yeah. 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 yeah Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy's not the person that'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna make this up. Right. Yeah. And it was definitely like you guys went out and you guys were just like, I mean, if it happens, it happens. We're not gonna like make anything up. Mm -hmm. No, we went out with the idea of let's explore the stories of this place. Mm -hmm. Let's use the proper tools to explore and kind of, if you will, antagonize to kind of stir up any activity. But if nothing happens, we're not going to shy away from that. We'll yep. try to debunk it based yep. on what went down. In some places, much more active than others. Some places had things that we just simply couldn't answer. It's wild. So if that is up your alley, I encourage you to go check it out on, on roosterteeth.com, like I said. But I digress. The point is, you're, you're right to be thinking that. It's totally possible. But now, after kind of, which is traditional after a haunt, is to kind of regard the footage, look over it, and see if anything was captured on tape that you couldn't see with your own eye. And so, after watching all this footage, the TV crew concluded that the peculiar streaks of light and the face formations that they were seeing in the mirror could not have possibly been manipulated or staged in any way, that they must have been authentic. And two weeks after this visit, Steve began having excruciating headaches and experienced actually swelling in his head. So he went to the hospital, got some CAT scans, but doctors found no bruises, no cuts, no source for what could have prompted this pain. It was a punishment. Could have been a punishment. Also, to to the in the vein of asking questions, is this psychosomatic? Is True. this yeah. something that's caused by your deep belief now? Mm -hmm. You just had a TV crew come and validate everything you've got going on. Yeah. Does that perpetuate maybe something that isn't there? Yeah, same with the theory of like, if you think you're getting sick and then you get sick. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, again, to reiterate, this is one of this is known as one of the haunted, most haunted place, hauntedest, <laughs> one of the most haunted places in the world. That's so insane. And it took I'd us be, over 100 episodes to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he, he goes to the doctor, doesn't really figure out what's going on there. And the Lees, of course, believe that it's the spirits in the home that were responsible for Steve's pain because there really isn't any other answer here. Six months after their initial visit, the Lees contacted yet another psychic, this time Peter James, to come and he gave his two cents. Inside the house, James felt multiple presences and also called out to them in order to get their identities. He's basically asking these spirits to identify themselves. He described the feeling that someone had their arms wrapped around his legs when he was in the house. And he was also drawn up to the same bedroom that Bodine had identified to be a hot spot, mm. where he then smelled the very same chemical smell that the families did all those months prior and had expressed concerns about. In fact, this chemical smell led him to a potentially a very specific spirit. Before we move on, this spirit oh. is kind of in the veins of the first theory. Oh, okay. Interesting. Questions. Yeah. Was this psychic like a TV personality? I don't believe like this person was okay. a TV personality, um, but then, I would be curious to know if they were well-known or just right. kind of more local. Um, and then secondly, I'm assuming the episode aired by this point. Six months. It's possible. Pa uh, possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, it'd be very interesting. It, there's there's a big difference between, like, 
the psychic has gone there mm -hmm. without watching that episode or like this episode already aired and right. went there. And either airing or not, the question is natural to ask, which is, does he know what went down? Yeah. So, yeah, or does much. he know nothing? Because if he knows nothing and that's he finds the same spot, crazy. That's wild. That's pretty crazy. Christian, I, I don't know if you, if that's something that's. Yeah, I don't know how you uh, even diagnostic or yeah. not diagnostic, figure outable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he already knew about the house, but I can say that he was another TV psychic. He oh. actually has appeared on Sightings, the, the TV show Sightings as well. Oh, okay. And then has worked on a couple other things like okay. the Ghost Encounter oh, okay. special. So mm. regardless of airing, he could be another connection yeah. to the previous psychic. So she might have been like, hey, if you want a second opinion, I know somebody. And who's to say, you know, them they being coworkers. a little bit of information. Mm -hmm. I felt it mostly in the bedroom. Right, right, right. Like, you should pay particular attention to that bedroom upstairs. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm feeling something. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be too cynical, but that's one of the things I want to do on this I show mean, is like, here's the story, but also here's just our natural that's thoughts. That's just natural questions. Yeah. And like, and then what happened? We uncovered that like they have guest appeared on that show so yeah it's like okay right. well there's a there's a deeper connection there so right but i'm i'm very happy you brought up the question of did anybody else smell these chemicals because this is what is really going to lead us into the first theory because finally regardless of him knowing about things or not he smells the chemicals and he is trying to find the source of them and this is what leads to theory number one so let's talk about it ah a nice little ad break just to give you pause between all the spooky scaries because we are in the midst of the spooky forest month. I hope you guys have been enjoying these as much as we have because, man, there are more forests in the world than you can expect. And basically all of them are haunted. We're just trying to take your normal world and turn it upside down and make it all spooky scary. And before, by the way, we get into the ads that I want to talk about, I want to share some love to the crime scene queen's because they're friends of ours, and so I want to speak a little bit about their show. So Crime Scene Queens is a new comedic true crime podcast from Q Code. If you like what we do here on Red Web, we have a little bit of that true crime, unsolved mystery flavor mixed in with the comedy. I think you're going to love what they're putting down over there. Hosts and forensic experts Laura and Shelley are ready to address fallacies and give you a look behind the curtain of what it's really like working as a CSI. Instead of focusing on the who, this show dives into the science behind our true crime obsession. Expect unfiltered, fact-based banters about stories from the field as Laura and Shelley debunk what TV has taught us about forensics. So go ahead and follow the Crime Scene Queens on your favorite podcast player today to equip yourself with some little-known forensic facts to impress or perhaps gross out your friends and curb that CSI effect. Now with that said, I want to talk about some of Red Web's fantastic sponsors for today. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you knew you had to take care of that same one your entire life? Well, that's exactly how our brains work, so why don't we give them the same level of care? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and energy into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support brain health, such as learning a new language or taking power naps, but there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you're shy or bashful or anything like that. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
Task Force, if you're interested, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash redweb. That's betterhelp.com slash redweb. This episode of Redweb is also sponsored by Shady Rays. Shady Rays has the essentials you need to make summer complete. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without all that big brand price tagage. You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't stop at the quality either. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose a pair or you break a pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. That's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm going completely off the ad read now. That is tremendous. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or simply return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for Task Force members, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season, and you can go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code REDWEB for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, so you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. To reiterate, that is ShadyRays.com with promo code REDWEB. 50% off two or more pairs. Look good in the summertime. And with that said, let's dive right back into the mystery. These spirits could be a visit from a late family friend. So during James's visit, the second psychic, he sat down with the couple and asked them a name. He asked if the name Howard had any significance to them. Steve was immediately stunned to hear this name and claimed, quote, that's so personal between us, it's unreal. There's no possible way on God's earth he could have known that one, end quote. Essentially, the Lees had a family friend named Howard, whose son, Howard Jr., passed away in the 60s. James also asked if there was anyone nearby who also happened to be a pharmacist. So these are some very peculiar questions, very specific questions that very, James very, is getting into. But yeah. here we go. So James said Howard returned to tell his family that he had not died of an overdose as they had originally thought, but instead he was actually murdered. Howard Jr.'s best friend's father... So Howard Jr., mm -hmm. his best friend's yep. father, was a pharmacist. Howard Jr. and the best friend would often steal prescriptions, which led to the conclusion that he must have overdosed. But again, Peter James is coming through and saying, no, 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 the spirit is telling me that this was actually a murder. So James asked the couple if they had ever felt like Howard was trying to protect them, and the Lees both said yes and became very overwhelmed and needed a break from this line of questioning. Ultimately, James believed Howard was there to protect the Lees from a potential vortex that held evil spirits. And the connection to that chemical smell was that Howard Jr., Christian, right? That Howard Jr. had imbibed these prescriptions that he stole with his best friend and that from the great beyond, essentially, that the ghost was emanating these. That's uh, Is that kind of loosely what he was indicating? Yeah, that I think smell? that's... Once again, it's never explicitly stated, right. at least from what we could see, but that's kind of the implication that we're yeah. drawing. Yeah. Is, yeah, the the smell is related to the, the medicine that uh, Howard Jr. and mm -hmm. his friend had. Look, that's the connection we're trying to make, but that's... Look. You know, that's that was what a, he's trying to make. That was a lot of info thrown at me. Actually, you distilled it into a very delicious sippy cup in which I understood Ooh. all of it. That oh, being, some knowledge pouring out of that cup then. <laughs> that being said... <laughs> 
Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you, thinking this guy's a, you thinking this guy's a bozo? You thinking he's a I'm Looney Tunes? Or what? <laughs> that's where the source, that's, I guess, like a theory of where the source of the smell yeah, came from yeah. was the damn, like, chemicals Howard from the, Jr. had from come the, back the, to protect his family from a vortex, from a vortex that housed evil yep. spirits. Yeah. He's making some wild faces. Just, it does get weirder the more we say it. It was like a flip book of emotion that I just witnessed. This is the smells of like the chemicals and medication. I would wonder if it smelled like embalming fluid or something a little bit more on the nose. Or, right. But who knows what the afterlife smells like, you know? I watched a video about a man from the ISS, the International Space Station. He was like, this is what space smells like. Oh. You know? Like. Some things have smells cool. and we just don't know and it's curious. Yeah, it's just wild that he's able to create a smell. I just Yeah. Just nuts. Let me tell you this. So if you ever just... get a phantom whiff of something, you know, putrid, sulfur, mm -hmm. sulfur like, and I'm not around this earthly plane, just know I'm haunting you. <laughs> no, but like that I mean it's interesting, is, you know? I mean it's it's very intricate. It's very interesting. It's a haunting on a level that you don't hear about often. And so this is an oh, answer on a level that you don't hear unique. about often. It's quite unique. You know? It's also just like, whoa. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, like, I, it, it is very, very unique and entertaining. <laughs> it is entertaining. Like, if I take a step back, it, like, you know, I'm, I'm engulfed in it right now. And I'm, like, really entranced by the story. But taking a half step back going, come on. That last part going, what? <laughs> the, the, the medic. Okay. But, yeah. That is um, Psychic Peter James's kind of attachment now to, to what's going on. But I think what's most interesting is his questioning about a Howard and about a local pharmacist. Now, you know, if you've ever gone to a show around a mentalist or one of those people that are really good at reading body language right. or getting you to think, like How? even crossing over with John Edwards, where he's like throwing mm -hmm. out vague statements and then eventually he lands on a name how hard was he prying how hard was he prying and what were the questions leading or did he just name drop howard out of nowhere or did he start going i'm, I'm feeling like an h or like i'm getting a a huh sound or something and they're like oh my god howard you know yeah. like and they fill in the gaps that you know that is a common trick a common swindle mm -hmm. in this arena mm -hmm. and so it's it's hard to pin too much you know belief on on that part but it is interesting is interesting. So let's now expand on the next theory, which again stems from James and his discussion around the vortex, because James determined that the closet in the Lee's bedroom was some kind of vortex to another dimension. This vortex was believed to be the entrance point for faces appearing in the old mirror in their house. It could be why that bedroom was a hot spot. I mean, I look, I didn't think that we'd get a whole description mm -hmm. uh, or much more of a plot at this point <laughs> for the vortex yeah so now we're on the ride of like the vortex to another dimension right well hey listen the multiverse wasn't real until it was right it's true or in theory right this psychic is weaving such a tale right now that or he's the next einstein and true we just don't know i mean it. i'm along for the ride but it's just like okay the vortex is in the closet right he said it's literally in the closet that's what you that's what you told me Listen, no, if, you, if you just like it every just, time you say you it I just go, Man. <laughs> here's the thing if you build a house the odds are that this perfect little closet snipes the origin hole of the vortex like the vortex is going to be like not 
in a nicely organized spot in the right. room. It's, it's going to be like three quarters on the second floor, it's halfway a quarter through the, on right, the first floor. Right. And that's where I would say maybe it's popping up through the roof because you got a lot of uh, activity up there. Oh, that'd be more believable. And maybe that's why it bleeds into the Not room. To say I don't completely that, you know, believe it, but I'm just like, it just tucked in nicely into your little Ikea cabinet. Right. Like, yeah. Interesting. Right. Okay. But yeah, so this is, so the vortex is said to be in the closet as per Peter James. Now, a shaman from the Hopi tribe came to the house and also determined that it was located on what he called a rainbow vortex. A rainbow vortex is, quote, a gateway between the living and the dead worlds, a place where the laws of physics allow the dead to pass into the living world where the living can connect with the dead. And that comes from Fatima Sajid on dawn.com. But that's that's the, the, the simple answer uh, behind the theory of the vortexes, which is there's a vortex at this house in some way, and it's the origin of all this activity. It's why there's 20 plus ghosts there, but there is one leading entity. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, I mean, is that just like a huge anomaly? If it was to be real, like, why haven't we seen other vortexes? Or maybe there are small pockets of vortexes, and that's why these there's all these little different haunts. Mm-hmm. Vortexes are at the center of a lot of different haunts uh, around the world, some small, some large. Also at the center of things like the Bermuda Triangle, where just odd things are happening, messing with technology, as we've seen with this house, the lights flickering and stuff. And so in the scope of this show, it feels kind of like mm -hmm. uh, an out-of-the-box theory. Yeah. But in the, in the world of the paranormal, it is a commonly thought of uh, idea right. because if there is an afterlife in whatever shape and form it comes in, then it is believed then there there must be some way to cross over yeah. from here to there. Why not back and forth from there to here? Say say we had enough funding, like the and task, we definitely the, don't. The, the, but the we can get another loan, right? The task force went over to the merch site and they clicked on the like I would like a uh, notify me when this baby hand sold out baby hand plushies back in stock. Mm. We sold a bajillion of those. We now have a TV show where we can travel. Make a bigger plush. Make a, make a, <laughs> <laughs> we could travel. Are, mm -hmm. Would we do, an, would you willingly do an episode? Here? To go yes. across the Bermuda Triangle? Oh, so listen, listen. Let me, let me tell you about Lil Trey, okay? <laughs> Lil me. Okay, Lil Trey. There's a reason why this is like, one of my little passion projects. I love this podcast because I love the unknown. Now, going way back to like elementary school, I'd watch all those things about disappearances and like Roanoke and Bermuda Triangle. And mm -hmm. I remember saying to one of my classmates very, very vividly, in fact, it was 2000 because they were trying to teach us about modern politics and stuff. So they're like, look, it's George Bush and Al Gore and they're going at it. And here's the presidential election happening. And I turned to my friend and I go, when I grow up, I'm going to the Bermuda Triangle. I'm going to figure out what's going down there. And if I, dis if I disappear, you will remember me. And he's like, don't go. It's too dangerous, Trevor. I'm like, I know. That's why I have to. <laughs> that's wild. And Trevor was talking to himself in the mirror. Yeah, I got to pan out. There's no one in the class. It's actually yesterday. Uh, no, that's a true story. So Trevor's a yes. Absolutely. Christian? Uh, it's like we did an episode on the Bermuda Triangle, right? Yeah. And we... One of the things was it's likely just coincidences all compounding. But at the same time, it's like, I know it should be fine. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to risk it. You right. Are, right. Yeah, fate. right. Yeah, I don't know if I want to risk it. But like, yeah. put yourself in those shoes. You're on a dock. 
right? And this is the episode for the and red they're web really cozy TV boat show. shoes too. Yeah, really cozy. <sighs> yeah. But you're, you're looking at deal. that boat, and that boat's gonna go down deep into the ocean to cross the Bermuda Triangle. You're getting on that boat. If we're getting, mm. how about this? I'd be you're more double strapping to... life jackets. So when this thing goes down, you'll be floating fine. Yeah, and then you're just floating stranded at sea. True. That None sucks. of these options are good. I think yeah. I'd be more likely to fly through the Bermuda Triangle than sail. I think you'd be more likely to crash then or sink or whatever. That's true. Just based on the stories. <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, well he claimed I the mean, man in the chair hole. <laughs> no, 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 no. We only need one man in the chair. I will you be know? on an iPad on a Segway. <laughs> Just like the boats are rocking, you're like you're wobbling all over the deck. Like oh, it's just Trevor at the front of the ship going, and then I just could like wheel up and, and we just go ah, there it is. I walk into frame, you roll into frame yep. on an iPad, two dimensional is all get out. So yeah, you know, sorry, I just this is an honest question: Would we ever do something like, like if we had the opportunity, oh, man, would you I actually like do that? And you're a no, you wouldn't go. Oh, hell no. Oh, come on. Hell, hell no. Okay. Hell no. Well, I saw a TikTok the other day that like really gives me pause because it was, I don't know, it's just some guy on like this small yacht or a big boat, whichever way. And it, the thing is sinking. He gets off. His his whole crew or his all of his friends are hopping in this life raft. And you see this thing go down and eventually he's looking at it 10 feet under him as it's continuing to sink. And it's just like, there's something so haunting about seeing a boat sink into an infinite abyss yeah. where you have miles below you. Ugh. Like, that's the part that I would hate the most. Ugh. It's like, it's the opposite of claustrophobia. And I know for the ocean, it's like thalassophobia or something. Thalassophobia. But when it's the same thing we talked about last Halloween when I had my back to a long, dark hallway. Like, that kind of stuff. I hate that. Oh, yeah, when we went hate to uh, Yorktown Memorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a live haunt. We did, a, you know, it was a video. We did a haunt on location. Not to keep this tangent going for uh, too much longer, but are there tours of the Bermuda Triangle? I have to imagine. Uh, just like little cruises. I mean, at least like going up to maybe, right? But like, are they, can you actually book a tour to go through the Bermuda Triangle? It, it looks like it. It looks like they even offer Bermuda Triangle cruises. It's just, you're going to go see Bermuda and that's it. But I mean, I feel like Many people that are listening to this podcast that have ever flown to Florida have probably flown through it without realizing it. Oh. Because it goes right up the coast uh, of eastern Florida, or at oh. least a little bit of it. Well, there. Congratulations. The time you guys survived. Uh, let's talk about a, another theory. Similar to the vortexes, this time it's a time-space warp. So, sure. Gary Hart. <laughs> well, discredit this man. All right. Gary Hart, a hyperdimensionalist studies expert hypothesized that the Lee's property might have been the location of a time-space warp. A time-space warp would allow beings to travel between worlds and time. Hart says that these are more likely at locations where paranormal phenomena are visible, such as orbs and lights caught by the eye and camera that were seen there at the Lee property. Now, this is a very specific version of a broad theory, which is that ghosts are actually impressions left through time or that's so cool. Where our time stream has kind of bent back on itself and inadvertently just crossed itself. And so you see residual energies of what is like two presences or yeah. two present times communicating, essentially. Oh, love that. I think it's really cool, especially since I love just kind of trying to conceive of the fourth dimension and yeah. how we move through it. 
And in that way, like it, it's in theory, very, very interesting and it's very a, possible. It's a cool theory because, I mean, you could also attach it to not just hauntings, but just, I don't know, all kinds of different. Oh, things. yeah. Um, Space time, relativity, like all right. that good stuff. With that said, how unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I was like the one spot, probably one of the very few spots in the entire world. You just so happen to buy a house yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we go to the next one, I mean, you, you kind of give me an idea right or a thought is um so the last thing we're going to talk about as usual with a theory like or with a mystery like this is that it's a hoax but before we get into that you know it it is interesting that out of all this forest area that this one house happens to be the hot spot it it seems kind of coincidental but i would i would wager you know as somebody who has an open mind to these kind of things like if there are many presences in this forest that they might be attracted by what would otherwise be an anomaly in the woods, a blip on the radar. This house is a hotbed of electricity to feed off of, uh, of human activity and uh, of technology and whatnot. And so maybe it was an attractor like moths to a flame, bringing spirits from the greater forest area from many eons, from historical America and and from before all the way up to today. Different time periods and just, yeah, complete, like you said, hotbed. And and who's... Here's to say, like, you dig deep underground, it's a bed of quartz or something like that. And that's a catalyst for for all these either paranormal activities or for all the weird electrical things that are happening. 100%. Yeah. I'd love to go to this place and just excavate that ground. Yeah, I wouldn't. Get that quartz. (laughs) (laughs) You just find there's just one giant quartz under there. No, the most haunted place in the world. What the? Yeah. Are you kidding me? If there is ever anything to happen, it'd be at this place. I mean, you're not wrong. And the fact that like the footage, the pictures, all that stuff is from the early 90s gives that like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre mixed with paranormal activity oh, vibes. Like that's that's what that is. Where, where's I mean, is this house still there? Is it still active? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Um, I s- swear on everything task force if if you guys try and if i find out after this episode that the restock demand for baby hands has gone through the roof you guys are sick (laughs) i mean just sick Mm. and Mm -hmm. stop it get some help yeah (laughs) well here's the thing that's i mean i'll dive into that real quick because baby hands sold out and now baby hands ain't coming back no but i want to break the system because the only way we know to bring it back is if the people that missed out do sign up for it. So store.roosterteeth.com, go to the baby hands thing. Oh, sold out. There's a little button in there. Click it. We'll sign you up with your email so you'll be notified if it comes back. Mm-hmm. But the more people that sign up, the more we know to get and we can actually bring it back. That's one thing. Like You guys always come out. You support. You sell the stuff out. And that's awesome. But then we go, well, we should we get more? And then the business people, I gesture broadly to the non-task force members, <laughs> yeah. go, well, business reasons and business business. And, and I go, business. Task Force, we need signups. People want it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sign up for it. So let us know. I don't know. If you want baby hands to come back, let us know. Otherwise, we're going to we're gonna keep we chipping away. we will seal at, him in the red web vault. He'll go in the red web vault and he won't come back out for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, for 20 years. <laughs> we'll, we'll trickle him out once, you That's, know, uh, a new medium of yeah. content comes out. Just like Disney with the VHS tapes. But we're working on some stuff. Sippy cup of knowledge, perhaps. Maybe a, maybe <laughs> a squonk plush or something? Absolutely. Oh, squonk mm-hmm. plush. If there was to 
to be a sippy cup, but just too much power. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> too much Task Force is asking for it. Just too much. What are you, you put what it out there. Now they're now they're give, now they're parched, dude. You have given me too you got much. Dry lips are trying to drink from some knowledge cup. <laughs> You've like given it's me a, too much power. All right. I will say in regards to whether or not the house is still here, I'm not finding anything that says the house was as uh, uh, destroyed or or, decon- or taken down or or anything. And I'm seeing what looks like modern pictures of the house. So I. Th- I think. Mm. Once again, I don't really know. All right, we'll, sure. we'll be there in well, person to check it out sometime. You know, well, because we'll, we'll step is, on those grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> okay, we'll get some. We'll get some Segway wheels rolling across that <laughs> with an iPad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> look at it from the POV of a Segway. Seems pretty safe. I like you up in the air in like an A150 or something. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm up here in the air. Everything's looking really good from altitude great. about two miles up. <laughs> great. I'm gonna circle back. I'll be flying over again in two hours. But I just, I just like where where are all the modern like TV shows or modern mm-hmm. video footage or whatnot? You know, like yeah. that's a you think of that, Task like, Force, the let's roll most out. haunted place. Task Force, don't go there. Let's roll out together. Don't, don't do it. But Fan yeah, meet up the, at the, uh, the <laughs> Lee house, you know, <laughs> a yearly meetup at the most haunted house in the entire planet. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, where's all the modern day stuff? Mm. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Like, did suddenly the activity just die off? Was this portal oh, closed? Like, true. but that leads me very nicely into the yeah. final theory we're going to talk about. Was this a hoax? So Colorado, especially for our international task force, it's, it's known as a hotspot for haunted sites. Many hotels, parks, mansions, and even haunted prisons reside in Colorado. There's even a haunted road. There's even a haunted road. Maybe there's, what do you think there's any haunted bugs? It doesn't matter. Important questions aside, it's always possible that the Lee family utilized this idea of Colorado's haunted legacy and the eerie name of the Black Forest itself to their advantage gaining media attention, getting themselves on TV, and even getting themselves featured on primetime television, which again, as I mentioned, pin it, because it harkens back to the idea, like, were they doing this for attention, right? We talked about that at the very top. Yeah, I feel like if this was to happen to me, I would do as much as I can for it not to be on media, you know? And then, if I'm not getting any answers, then turn to media, but then also, like, yeah, I would try and be just for, I mean, the sake of like privacy, but also just be like, look, I'm not trying to like jump on any talk shows or episodes of a ghost show or whatever. I'm just trying to get the word out there that this place is unexplained. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a professional in this field, we would love your help to try and like explain what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I would use media as a catalyst to reach to other professionals to get, yeah as a catalyst for attention in the sense of the more attention you get the more experts might come yes, your way to diagnose exactly. what's happening yep. yeah i think that makes a lot of sense and honestly again by the apparent anonymity of this family it seems like that might have actually been the road that they took true you know hoaxing is always on the table when it comes to ghosts always anything but man if this story doesn't hit a couple of unique chords i really enjoy it if nothing else as an entertaining idea of what you know the afterlife and what spirituality and ghosts might be like yeah I don't know. as crazy as some of this story has been it's it's a little nerve-wracking right when it comes to that many, see those faces with that many haunts different people experiencing things mm-hmm. from like the family to the authorities to uh experts 
Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, how we love our tangible evidence or like, just tangible material, um, the pictures. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's faces in one of those. Oof. Like, hey, I mean, fake or not, like, that is... Oof. I, I honestly it feel is, like those oh, are... That's shaking right now. I mean, I've seen pictures <laughs> where they're like, this is a face. This is a and person. Come, I guess I can kind of see it. Like, no. Yeah. There's, like, their eyes are just white. And you yeah. can see, a, like, the... The structure of the face and just you can even see like there's like a, a, a old timey mustache kind of into the cheek mutton chop sort of situation right like yeah and then a, a, an old an elderly woman kind of next to that like i've seen pictures where they're like this is a face this is a hand this is whatever that is very clearly it looks so yeah. clearly like what they're claiming if i set up a camera mm -hmm. and that's what i got back yeah i would be rattled to my core. Oh yeah, I no might. Way, just, I, I'll be honest. I might just die on the spot. <laughs> I'm I mean, serious. That's that sinking feeling. Your heart just sinks, and like, your adrenaline kicks, and you're just, just like, oh, my panic God. attack completely. Like, yeah, that's in my home. Like, yeah, what do I do? Well, we'll Who's, see if we can find those faces when we go sometime. Me? You know, we'll set up a sleep app and see if what we get in the night. Yeah, for sure. We'll put up some motion cameras, some night visions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll power down that iPad. Make sure you rest. <laughs> <laughs> make sure I'm fully charged. But yeah, I do think it's interesting, just entertaining the hoax angle when you look at the mirror photo. That ever the rest of the mirror, excluding the section right. where the faces are, is the like, rest of the mirror is a different shade from the flash on the camera yeah i do think that's curious oh so right like, like that, that little dark portion that that's in. like darker yeah. like dark the enough dark for them to be where the faces it's, are it's only that portion yeah yeah very interesting it's it's low quality enough that it's hard to say but it, it's like is that some sort of blooming from the light because you do see some light rays they're circular like blotches around the light so is that some lens flaring action but you're right i mean where those faces are is particularly dark um, but you have to remember, photo manipulation was not as advanced. Was not. But wasn't impossible. Here's the thing. Certainly when not. did T2 come out? That's the question. Because that will make or break this whole case. <laughs> I mean, technology-wise, T2 Hold is on. really pushing it. T2, July 3rd, 1991. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> this haunt was proof! <laughs> the precursor to the movie T2. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. Just saying, the technology the was there. Yeah, Might absolutely. Be in public's hands. But it was there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is, I don't know how we're going to title this one, but this is week three of mm -hmm. our creepy, eerie forest mystery spree here in August. Uh, next week, one final, uh, one final forest that we're going to talk about in August here. But, um, but yeah, very eerie haunt. If nothing else, a very interesting story to kind of dissect. That but, was a fun ride. Oh yeah, and you gave me way too many hypotheticals to think about. You got me all out of my pants, like. <laughs> scared now thinking about like well what if you did this and what if you were there and what if you woke up and this was in your mirror like none of it what if you are in the house on a boat in the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> <laughs> and that mirror was there uh, but with that said Fredo I'll see you right back here for a very interesting finale to the forest month oh god if this was the third episode what's the fourth